WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Thursday, January the 25th. 317-972-3008 is our listener line number. Again, our new listener line is 317-972-3008. Um, as we first shared with you yesterday, and I just wanted to repeat it today, uh, we're sending out good well wishes to our good friend, uh, contributing analyst James Patterson, just a tad bit under the weather, nothing serious. Uh, but James, we are all hoping you're feeling much better soon and and able to uh, to join us again in our our robust discussions that we tend to have on Community Connection uh, periodically. So please uh, feel better soon. Um, on the show today, uh, speaking of robust discussion, he always brings one. Um, our sports guy with the Indianapolis Recorder, Danny Bridges. Uh, he is going to be back with us to talk all things sports. Um, again, that's coming up a little later in the show in our second hour. Right now, phone lines are open. 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. I uh, want to open the lines to bring to your attention um, a planned execution later this evening in Alabama Uh, that is making news not only uh, across the nation but really uh, around the world it's this is a this is a story and a half Um, it is an execution that is both controversial it is experimental uh, and a first of its kind after apparently uh, exhausting all of his appeals 58 year old Kenneth Eugene Smith is set to become the first person in the United States of America to be executed with nitrogen gas. Uh, Yeah, nitrogen gas, okay. Uh, A federal appeals court and the U.S. Supreme Court have both denied his request for a last-minute stay of execution in what his lawyers are calling a cruel and unusual punishment. But there's a whole, whole, whole lot more uh, to the story. But barring a last-minute stay by Alabama Governor Kay Ivey, uh, it will be carried out around 6 o'clock tonight, just a few hours from now. Uh, here's more. Here's an extended report from uh, CBS News. Alabama inmate is due to be put to death today after a federal appeals court said the state is allowed to carry out a first-of-its-kind execution using nitrogen gas. The Supreme Court chose not to hear an appeal in this case, and the condemned man now faces this untested method after a botched attempt to execute him last year by lethal injection. Lilia Luciano has been following all of this, the case itself. Lilia, good morning. Good morning to you, Tony. Look, this is a historic execution because it is unprecedented. Kenneth Eugene Smith will be the test subject for this method. His execution is happening 35 years after he was convicted for murder, but only five months since the state presented a protocol to use it. Today, three people have been charged with Mrs. Sennett's death. In 1988, Kenneth Eugene Smith was one of three people paid $1,000 in the murder for hire of Elizabeth Durleen Senate, a plot engineered by her husband. Smith was sentenced to death. Now Smith is slated to undergo his second attempt of a state execution after Alabama failed the first time by lethal injection in 2022. 
This time, the state will use nitrogen hypoxia, a gas delivered through a mask. In their arguments to the Supreme Court, Smith and his lawyers stated a second attempt at execution would be a violation of his constitutional rights and amount to cruel and unusual punishment. The high court declined to intervene or give an explanation. In an earlier two-to-one ruling, a federal appeals court had declined to stop the execution, stating in part, there's no doubt that death by nitrogen hypoxia is both new and novel, but that Smith failed to prove how it violates a constitutional ban on cruel and unusual punishment. Smith spoke to NPR last December. I'm still carrying trauma from the last time. I've been treated for PTSD and I, I struggle daily. Everybody is telling me that I'm going to suffer. The untested and untried method is the country's newest form of execution since 1982. Alabama is one of three states, along with Oklahoma and Mississippi, that allows for the use of nitrogen gas in executions. But Alabama did not have an approved protocol for the method until this past August. According to Alabama's Department of Corrections, Smith will be strapped to a gurney and a mask will be placed on his face. The nitrogen gas will be administered for 15 minutes or five minutes following a flatline indication on the EKG, whichever is longer. If a little bit of nitrogen gas gets out because the mask fit is not perfect, then the time to death will be, of course, prolonged, and, and so may the suffering. Joel Zivit is a professor of anesthesiology and surgery at Emory University. He says there are unknown risks for this never-before-seen method, especially for those who will be in the room. When they're killing people, they really should be knowing how to do it. The nitrogen gas could leak from the mask. And so whether or not that would be enough nitrogen in the room to actually have an effect on people, it's not clear. Experts say Alabama is considering this new alternative in part because of its failed track record of executions. Using executioners who have basically no training in what they're supposed to do and a protocol, then you end up having very serious problems. Hanging, lethal gas, electrocution, lethal injection. This road has led to Alabama using nitrogen hypoxia. Deborah Denno is a professor of law at Fordham University who has studied the death penalty for over 30 years. Kenneth Smith is definitely a guinea pig. I mean, he's going to be subject to a method of execution, which, as far as we know, has never been used in the history of the world. And Alabama and other states are starting to explore other options since those who administer the executions have been reporting having trouble finding veins and other issues like happened in this case, which they say could lead to a prolonged and painful and traumatic experience. And states like Alabama have also reported shortages in the drugs that are used for the procedure since many pharmaceutical companies have opposed that their medications be used in these executions or have even stopped manufacturing them together. Mm. CBS News has reached out to Smith's attorney regarding today's execution, but he had no comment. Look, I mean, when, you, when you're talking about the execution of anybody, the details are going to be hard to yes, listen to. They but, are you know, hard to we'll, we'll see how this works out. It's historic. State, it's, we'll see how it goes. State is. feels it needs to go through with it, clearly. Yeah, Lilia, thank, thank, you. thank you. And the victims. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. And so, um, again, uh, 317-972-3008. So much to unpack here. First... Uh, informal. The the uh, the man about to be executed is not black, which is 
I don't want to say unusual, but if you look at the figures uh, and the numbers, uh, you know, more likely if you're about to be executed, chances are you're going to be a person of color um, because of just the the number. And, I, and I'll get to those in a minute. But it just this brings up uh, the age old question, number one, of how effective really is the death penalty in America how effective is the death penalty, period? Um, is it truly a deterrent? I mean, what what crime is deterred when it takes over 30 years? I mean, this, this happened over 30 years ago. Uh, it takes over 30 years to bring the person uh, to justice, so to speak, to carry out the death warrant. And... Uh, when you try it the first time, you don't get it. You don't get it right. You have to go back and do it a second time because the first attempt failed. Um, again, three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Again, the man about to be executed is white. The death penalty information center, however, says that more than seventy five percent of death row defendants who have been executed were sentenced to death for killing white victims, okay? Even though in society as a whole, about half of all homicide victims are black. Now, other studies say it's estimated that 55% of those currently awaiting execution are African-American and that people of color have accounted for a disproportionate number, 43%, of total executions uh, since 1976. So, um, the fact that this particular defendant um, is is white, I, I guess, is a little, uh, you know, maybe unusual in terms of what these uh, these organizations are saying. Uh, the facts and the figures show uh, pertaining to uh, African Americans in the death penalty, but um, the it it would appear to be not only according to studies unevenly applied, disproportionately applied, uh, racially. Um, uneven uh that the 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 process in and of itself is flawed the process in and of itself uh is flawed and so um is it effective is it effective and and when you go through all of this to 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 carry out a death penalty and there are those who would say if it is a deterrent how does the nation how is a nation that says killing is wrong, but we're going to kill? How does that how does that square up uh, as well? Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. And again, um, the reason I I bring this is because there are so many African Americans um, who are affected and impacted by this. Case in point, uh, prosecutors here. Uh, in Marion County have asked to drop. Now, this is the opposite. They've asked to drop their request for the death penalty against a man accused of shooting and killing uh, IMPD officer Breanne Leith a couple of years ago. Now, the prosecutors filed the motion yesterday citing medical evaluations for um, Elias Dorsey uh, that they say would constitutionally prohibit his execution. So, the prosecution, prosecutions, prosecutors rather, uh, have said that um, even though that this case, you know, Brianne Leith, uh, Officer Leith, was death penalty eligible, the fact that the defendant, in and of himself, 
uh, was not eligible for executions to be carried out because um, his constitutionality would have been violated if he were to be found guilty and executed. So, um, but that same constitutionality does not prevent prosecutors from uh, prosecuting him on the crimes, the serious crimes, including, you know, the death of Officer Brianley. So I, you know, my question is, is it time to give up the death penalty um, or should we keep it? 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. What, what are your thoughts? We'll, we'll start with AJ. He's right here. What do you think, AJ? Or do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, I've I've never been an advocate. Never been an advocate for the death penalty. I just that's just I don't I don't believe that we're supposed to take a life. Mm-hmm. And even in even in the situation of justice, I still don't believe that that gets the point across very much. Because like you said, what crime is deterred? I people are still going to commit the crimes no matter what the the punishment is going to be. So I don't see why we have to take a life. It just never seemed uh, it never seemed okay to me. You know what? I have never, ever, ever ascribed to the theory that the death penalty is a deterrent. I've never believed that. Because if it were a deterrent, people wouldn't be killing. Exactly. You know, I've never believed that. So, um, and, and, and the other thing is, if you are, and I'm not that I'm advocating this, but wouldn't it make more sense that if you are going to hold on to this as a form of punishment within our criminal justice system, why does it have to take 30 years? I mean, why not swift and, and you know, people are entitled to speedy trials. If you get sentenced to death, okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's, that's the whole, that's the whole point of there. If you, if you, you've been jailed, you've been in prison for 30 plus years, you've lost your life already and, and you can keep them there. I don't mm-hmm. understand what we're cutting the last 20 years off of his life for. Let him sit. I don't, I don't, but that's just me. I but, know. you know, the, the, it's t- courts, you know, tied up in the courts. And, and my understanding is his co-defendant. But, you know, this is the other thing. And I, I've covered a lot of stories, covered a lot of news stories where, um, uh, A.J., I was sharing with you that uh, we've read and, and heard of situations where uh, people have been hired to, you know, murder for hire for a lot less than $1,000. Um, and it just bogs, it, it just defies any kind of logic. But all so too logic is defied with this um, in terms of thirty years. You tried to kill him once; it didn't work. So yeah. now you're going to try something else, and you know this may work. And it, even though you tried to kill him and it, it didn't work, and now you're going to try a brand new method that this doesn't constitute cruel and unusual. I, I it's just too messed up. The whole there's no uniformity. Um, Again, the procedures are flawed. It's just a lot. And I I understand uh, how families that have been horribly, horribly victimized uh, by, by crime and criminals, and, mm-hmm. and, and I can't understand, I, I can't even begin to imagine how some of these families feel. Um, I just wonder, what are we doing as a nation with the death penalty if this type of thing comes up and this is the I, I don't know maybe somebody else has a different opinion or, or some some other insight I, I I can't really say but this this is a difficult one 317-972-3008 317-972-3008 I can't imagine that the um, IMPD community is at all pleased with the fact that due to constitutionality that prosecutors had to drop the death penalty Oh no! Um, against uh, the officer that is killed of, of uh, that is accused of killing their um, their comrade, you know their their colleague. 
a young, beautiful young woman of a uh, single mom of, of a young boy and for no reason, for what? But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 317-972-3008. A whole lot of stuff mixed in there. A whole lot of stuff in there. Uh, just curious to hear, um, hear your thoughts. Sherry, go ahead. How are you? Hi, Tina. How are you today? I am good. How are you? Good, good, good. Tina, I am for the death penalty. Uh, I just think that uh, we take too long to carry it out. That's the issue. I'm not sure, but I'm wondering about other countries and things. You know, if somebody kills somebody else's life, you know, how, do they take 30, 40, 50 years to carry out that I sentence? strongly you suspect know? the answer is no. <clears throat> right. And I think that, you know, if people know right off the bat, you know, uh, that if they take somebody's life, that theirs will be taken as well, that it may deter some of this. Yeah, but but what about what about on? the unevenness in terms of how it is applied and who it is applied to? There, there are exactly. serious problems there. There, there are serious exactly. problems there. Well, prime case, I mean, if this, the, the man that they're getting ready to execute now, if that guy was black, mm-hmm. they know good and well. Now, they've had, they've probably had other cases where they could have tried out this new method that they're trying, but they knew not to do it on somebody black because it would be such an uproar and an out, you know, an outcry mm-hmm. that they would probably have to delay the execution even longer. Uh-huh. So, and you know, and the white folks are probably not going to say much about it because they're probably like, well, hey, you know, he did the crime, so he's going to have to pay for it. But so, it just takes too long. Our justice system is really messed up. I mean, you have somebody that gets caught with, a, you know, a 10-ounce bag, and mm-hmm. then they're sentenced for so many years, or they get, you know, they get they get their sentence carried out right away. But the, but somebody takes somebody's life, and y'all make them wait 30 and 40 years before they're, they're executed? Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. By then, they've had enough time to, to give their life over to the Christ. They've kept, they have enough well, time. Well, and there, there are those. And everything. Now they're not scared to die. That, well, there are those who would argue that, you know, there's what. But, but let me ask you, why are you in favor of the death penalty? I am in favor of the death penalty simply because I just feel like if you take somebody's life, then you need to give up yours because you took their life. That's why I'm in favor of it. Do you if think you it keeps do you think life, it keeps others from killing? Do I think it keeps others I think it would. You think it's a and deterrent? It just, I, I do. I, and especially if they did it right away. It just takes too long to carry it out. That's that's the only issue I have with it. It takes too long to carry it out. They keep appealing and appealing and appealing. It just takes too long. 30 years, there's no way. When they mentioned that that guy had, I think, had killed the people back in 1988 or something, I'm like, what? Well, why didn't they, why didn't they kill him back in 1988? Why are we dealing with this now? Taxpayer dollars and stuff now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, I mean, just, that's that's, that's certainly one side of the coin. And, uh, one side. Yeah, that's one side of the coin, Sherry. I certainly, yeah. certainly appreciate you sharing that with us. Thank you. Uh, yeah, 317-972-3008, mm-hmm. 317-972-3008. What were, you, what were you saying, AJ? I can appreciate her conviction. I just, I just don't know, because when we say carried out swiftly, how many times mm-hmm. have we heard the story of mm-hmm. DNA evidence coming up 20, exactly. 30 years later and that person being acquitted mm-hmm. and they lost their entire lives inside the prison system? I can think of at least five off the back of my hand Absolutely. right now. So we have Absolutely. to we have to be easy with those type of things because there do. are a lot of situations where the wrong person mm-hmm. has been jailed, especially when we're talking about black people. And especially because we are most of them. You know, we're we're Praising. you know, we're we're most of those who are getting the we're we are disproportionately impacted. 
uh, in ways that should not be. In ways that should not be. Uh, Brother Ahmad, how are you? I'm well, Tina. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm, <clears throat> as far as the death penalty, I'm somewhat on the fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, because I definitely agree with you and, uh, is it James that's with you? Uh, AJ is with me a- today. AJ, AJ, mm-hmm. my apologies. AJ's AJ is with me every day. No, no, James. No yeah, that's okay. Absolutely. I that's definitely okay. agree with you and AJ that, that, that we are disproportionately put into the criminal, I can't call it justice system, I'm just mm-hmm. saying the criminal system. Absolutely. Uh, uh, because of that, and then once again, DNA reveals that we were innocent people, mm-hmm. or they, they found the usual suspect, or whatever may have you. Right. Uh, but then I'm, I'm in favor of it. In I'm, I'm gonna give a particular case, just because he was executed here in Indiana in Terre Haute, and, and or he was murdered here in Indianapolis. He wasn't executed, but uh, like say in the case of Jeffrey Dahmer, mm-hmm. like he should have been executed immediately. Like oh, that's irrefutable evidence. Everything that he had did, regardless of what he had, what was going on, and yes, he did give his life to Christ. Yes, but that is something where we know. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, and even the people in, in the state that he lived in knew that this man was taking people, eating people, murdering people, mm-hmm. luring them to their death. Mm-hmm. You know, or you have a situation where you have individuals, uh, uh, whether it be white radicals or whatever have you, and they develop and they see that they have a manifesto uh, to go out and kill black people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should be executed immediately. Like, because yeah, you were doing something that you have absolutely premeditatively uh, planned to to do mm-hmm. but so it, it 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 is a balancing act that has to be played because i do not necessarily believe that in all situations that that an execution should take place because once again you could be having uh uh, uh the courts or the police officers or sheriffs mm-hmm. in particular cities and counties who are covering up evidence trying to find a person uh, so they can put this blame on, mm-hmm. and then you turn around and, and this person is falsely accused, and they spend 10, 20, 30 years of their life in prison, and then you have to turn around and sue the state for, mm-hmm. for wrongful conviction, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. that money does not come from the police department or anything else. It comes from the taxpayers. I've That's said true. this before. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? When yeah. them settlements, a million-dollar settlements are made, that is not coming from the FOP. That is coming from citizens who are paying their taxes mm-hmm. to pay back that this man's life when this should be coming from the prosecutor's office, the lawyers, the judge, and anybody else that had that had a part in that. So mm-hmm. it, it, it is a balancing act we have to play. So, but if America operated uh, in a just and humane way for people that do go out and commit mm-hmm. rapes and murders and things like that, and you swiftly execute them, crime probably would drop significantly because they realize. We just can't go out and do this. And in some countries, mm-hmm. they used to allow the family members, if somebody was caught raping somebody or murdered somebody of some sort, they would tie them to a tree or put them against a, 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 a hill or, a, mm-hmm. or a, some mm-hmm. type of thing, and they would allow the family to come and execute them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And this happens in other countries. Yeah. So so, so, so you're saying irrefutable evidence like the, the – the Jeffrey Dahmers, the irrefutable yeah, evidence, irrefutable. Uh, but where there there any shadow or any hint or any inkling of doubt, uh, then perhaps not. But maybe to the point where irrefutable, swift, and and quick uh, execution, yeah. because there's no when there's no doubt, when there's absolutely positively no doubt. You think that no, that should... no, absolutely no doubt in the situation. That um, you know what that may be that 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 could be. Yeah. Immediately executed. 
Mm-hmm. Well, he sped that along himself because he said, go ahead. You know, uh, I had heard about, I wasn't here. I was, I don't even know where I was, but, um, I had read about it in, um, in, in my studies, uh, uh, uh a man here in Indiana, uh, Stephen Judy, I think was the name. Mm-hmm. And we studied that case and he, uh, apparently sped his up too. It was like, go ahead, you know. So maybe in this situation where a situation where it's irrefutable, or if the the suspect uh, demands it or doesn't, you know, wants to waive all of their appeals, uh, yes. Uh, but but you know what? See, then then it gets even more complicated. I I just don't know. I'm like you. I just I just don't know. It's it's too. Ma- what what are your thoughts on what's about to happen this evening? Uh, Alan. So I, I just tuned in to what you were saying. So if you could just give me a quick mm-hmm. synopsis of, of who 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 is planning to be uh, the it's it's a white man by a fifty eight year old white man by the name of uh, Kenneth uh, Eugene Smith in Alabama. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. They tried. He was uh, you know he was uh, convicted in a murder for hire uh, scheme back in the eighties. Uh, okay. Tried to uh, execute him a couple of years ago. The execution was botched. Uh, they decided yeah. that they're going to try another form of execution, which is um, the the gas, so to speak, the yeah. nitrogen gas. Uh, and he is saying that number one, put it, trying to put him to death a second time when the first time didn't take, uh, is cruel and unusual punishment. And this never before, ever before used um, nitrogen uh, hypoxin, I think, is what it's called. Um, is also amounts to cruel and unusual punishment because it's never been used before and he could suffer um, uh, inhumanely uh, rather than having lethal injection, which is considered, you know, what have you. But Alabama has had their problems with uh, uh, botched execution. So this is the second attempt to um, execute um, a man who was uh, convicted 30 years ago in a murder-for-hire case um, and the uh, nitrogen hypoxin is a new, untried, uh, never before used uh, form of. Uh, so basically, if you put too much nitrogen in a person, they're they're going to suffocate because there's you know because we take in nitrogen as we breathe in air and all types of other things. So mm-hmm. they're basically uh, suffocating. Right by suffocation. I, I, yeah. It's basically by suffocation. Mm-hmm. So um, in some respects, if if this particular method doesn't work, and they honestly they want to execute them. You might have to go to a cute, cruel and unusual punishment, put him before a firing squad, use a guillotine, whatever, mm-hmm. to make sure that make sure that it works. If if this is what the situation is, yeah. The first time they couldn't find Vane uh, or whatever, and they abandoned it. That was two years ago. And so, uh, yeah, you you might have to use a method that absolutely works. So we we know methods that absolutely work if they want to execute him, and mm-hmm. you just might have to resort to that because mm-hmm. developing these new ways or whatever that they're going to do. Yes, I understand cruel and unusual punishment. I, mm-hmm. I definitely get it. They use it during medieval uh, Europe, mm-hmm. so I, I definitely understand that. So if if this method doesn't work then you're going to have to do something that you know that works yeah, at the yeah. end of the day if you really want to execute him. So once this method doesn't work, you might as well just cart him off to somewhere and and put him before a firing squad. I don't know. Yeah, the, yeah, there, the, state, yeah, the state of Alabama seems quite determined to go ahead and execute him. Uh, and he's exhausted all of his appeals. And barring a last-minute uh, stay by the governor of Alabama, Kay Ivey, uh, he's, mm-hmm. uh, he is set to be executed this evening at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, he's he served his time. He knows what he has faced before him. He is he's chosen to accept whatever his consequences are. 
Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully he's made amends with, uh, mm-hmm. with God and, and family and all types of yeah. other things like that and, and let it be so. Yeah, but the death penalty, it just, there's two, it's like Swiss cheese in a lot of ways, isn't it, Ahmad? I mean, there's so yeah. many, uh, you know, there, I don't know, for some it may serve a purpose, for other, there's so many holes. And I don't care for, again, the uneven application of it to us as black African Americans. I do not like that at all. Of course, uh, because slavery yeah. still exists in America. Yeah, exactly. In the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. so, know? um, yeah. I don't know. But maybe, yeah, you might be onto something with the swiftness uh, because, you know, if folks start to look like, wow, dang, they're, they're going fast. Uh, but, you know, that maybe that's a that's a, 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 a what do you call it? That's a, a, a part of the determent factor that hasn't been factored in. You know, maybe determined, you know, it's more of a determined. I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with that, because the thing about here in America, yes, I do, I do believe people deserve chances. Mm-hmm. I believe all people do. I, I mm-hmm. absolutely believe that because sometimes we do things out of desperation. Sometimes we do things because we don't know better. Mm-hmm. But if we look at the methods in which other countries, because we're even, we're the country with the largest population of prison, and it's only for money. There is no other reason mm-hmm. because the prison industrial complex makes money or it earns money. It does what it does. It's on the stock market. Mm-hmm. But if you look at, uh, l- let's take uh, some Arab countries, mm-hmm. you steal, you get your hand cut off. Like, everybody knows you're a thief. Mm-hmm. I think about the young boy back in the 90s that was in, I think he was in Indonesia, mm-hmm. and and he keyed cars. He was, a young, he was an American kid that was over there, and they were like, oh, he shouldn't be punished. Like, no, he committed a crime in this country. He deserves whatever their punishment is. And they caned him. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. deserved it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. If, if we look at the way that other countries handle swift justice in that sense, I believe it absolutely would be a deterrent because you know exactly what you're getting ready to get. And you and once again, a lot of these countries are governed by moral and religious spiritual laws. Mm. America is governed by money. Yeah. Well, that is America's God. Yeah. Mouthful there. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, indeed. All righty, Ahmad. Thank you so very much. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, very good points. We got uh, several more on the lines uh, that want to weigh in as well, and we will get to you. I just need to take a quick break right here, uh, and we'll be right back. Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. We'll be right back. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. Started off uh, talking about um, how uh, the federal courts, uh, Supreme Court, they've all said that Alabama will be able to carry out uh, its first nitrogen gas execution. Uh, That is set for later this evening in the state of Alabama, of course. Uh, six o'clock. Uh, many of you have weighed in uh, just as in terms of just the death penalty in general. I think it's flawed. I think it's highly flawed. Um, I think uh, AJ, you and I agree. There are some serious issues with the U.S. De- uh, U.S. death penalty system. 100%. 100%. Uh, too many, uh, too many issues, including um, disproportionately applied. Uh, and carried out with uh, African Americans and people of color. Uh, 317-972-3008, 317-972-3008. Jeff, go ahead. How are you? Hey, Tina. Hey, AJ. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing, doing good. Well. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm like you, Tina. You know, I'm a little bit 
perplexed about the whole death penalty thing. Yes, it has flaws. It has major flaws. Absolutely. And, yeah. and uh, you know, and no, I don't believe it deters crime. But on the other hand, as it stands now, no, it does not. No. Yeah, right. It's not. No, there, you know, they, there's been studies done on that. Yet. It's, it's, it's not a deterrent. But on the other hand, uh, you know, it's, if it's someone who did, uh, and it's on fact that somebody did something really, really heinous, yeah, mm-hmm. you got to send a message. Like the young man up there in Chicago who killed two households of people, that guy might have a, a date with the needle, you know. But, you know, like, I got some issues with it, you know. I can see where a, a, a victim's family would feel a certain way. I know uh, the young lady. The young police officer who was killed by the individual who just found out that he's not mentally. Yes. Uh, no. uh, yeah, his uh, his mental her. status, uh, con- you know, constitutes a uh, some constitutionality right. uh, that he is entitled to. And so, therefore, and, he know, cannot be executed. I'll and the mother of the officer, the slain officer, you know, she's was pretty upset about it but you know well, like, I, the whole department i'm sure is of the family oh, of yeah, course yes the, of why right. yes the mother the son all of them were pro- i'm sure i'm sure oh, they're yeah, hard to understand that yeah. and i can yeah I, I and i can relate this especially somebody mm. did something pretty heinous to a loved one or a, a, or a family member yeah i would feel a certain way yeah. but then when you think about it spending the right the rest of your life in a jail cell that's almost a death sentence in itself you know yeah. so yeah. But, but you know i um uh, you know, the, the whole purpose of uh, the death penalty was as a deterrent. You know, there was a congressman, a Republican congressman out of Tennessee. He said, well, you know, we ought to bring back public lynching, you know, public hangings, public executions. Well, it was shot down because of America's complicated history with public execution, especially when it comes to people that look like us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, there was, you know, going back to what you said earlier, Jen. There was an individual by the name in the early colonial America by the name of Judge John Lynch. Think about the last name, Lynch. Well, if you showed up in this court, you murdered somebody, he would, and you was found guilty. Guess what? He said, "I'm not going to feed you. You're not going. We're not going to wait the taxpayers to take care of you. We're going to take you out in the public square, and we're going to get rid of you." And he he was notorious for that. He yeah, that's where the term lynching comes from. Yeah, Judge John Lynch. You know, he would just. If he was found guilty of murder, he says, okay, that's it. Take him outside and, you know, find the nearest tree and handle mm-hmm. your business. So, I, uh, you know, in medieval Europe, you know, they would have a lot of public execution, whether it was the guillotine during the French Revolution mm-hmm. or hang, drawn, and quarter. Now, I'm not going to go into any detail what hang, drawn, and quarter detail. It was pretty gruesome way to die. You know, do you remember the movie Braveheart? I remember, yeah, I've never watched it, but yes, I remember the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, it, you, you saw what he did to Mel Gibson's character at the end of the movie. No, I didn't. I'm sure AJ's I'm, I'm, seen it, you know. I have seen it. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty, well, that was, a, that was a tame version of what hang, drawn, and quartered is. And, they want, and the king wanted you to watch this because he said, you know, Amy, if you guys disrespect me, this is what I'm going to do to you. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, just get on the internet and what it consists of, and it's like, yeah, I bring I do something to upset the king because I don't want to go that, go down like this, you know. So, uh, you know, so they would have, you know, the masses would see this and they say, yeah, we better keep our keep our uh, stay on the straight and narrow. And, you know, they mm-hmm. do it. A lot of the uh, Islamic nations they would have public executions, yeah. but mm-hmm. well, like I said, the death penalty is complicated. It's it ain't perfect. I think one of the, the biggest 
scoundrels will be for an innocent person, especially when we got people who've mm-hmm. done 20, 30 years and found that they were innocent. Mm-hmm. How many innocent people you might have thought that, that, that might have ended up being being executed and they mm-hmm. were innocent? Well, I mean, that, it's, that's, that's, it's happened. It's happened, and that's the tragedy. That's the tragedy of it all. Yeah, and and yeah. and that's a uh, and that's yeah. a horrible blow to the yeah. justice system. And, and real mm-hmm. lastly, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when I hear Republicans talking about we're pro-life, Pastor these Tracy. are usually the same people that are pro-war and pro-death penalty. So let's be a little consistent there, Republicans. If you if you're for the life of the unborn, let's, what about human life currently? You know. Mm-hmm. It's a if you're pro-life, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. all life supposedly is supposedly matter whether it's Jeffrey Dahmer or mm-hmm. Pope uh, John Paul, you know. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, okay. I, it's complicated. It's not yeah. perfect, and it, 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 it needs to be definitely, definitely studied. Yes, most of the time it's people of color who get the mm-hmm. short end of the stick. Absolutely. Uh, and the figures bear that out, Jeff. They, they really bear that out. Thank you. I appreciate the I appreciate your call. Really, I do appreciate it. Uh, Pierre, go ahead. How are you? Oh, good afternoon, Tina and AJ. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. Oh, great, great. Uh, I'm just going to hit my points real quick. Because um, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know. Uh, you know, um, I just want to thank the Reverend Charles, the late Reverend Charles Williams for his program on, um, you know, prostate cancer. Because quite frankly, I think it saved my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we lost Dexter King uh, the other day. And then, you know, I just found out that Joe Madison's back fighting uh, prostate cancer. And this mm-hmm. is the second go around. Mm-hmm. So go pray for Joe mm-hmm. and uh, get those PSAs done, guys. Um, see where you're at. Now, with your death penalty thing, um, you know, it's not it's not difficult for me uh I would only ask that Dylan Roof deserve the death penalty. Um, Winter Perry and Kid Olives, um, African American people, and Mother Emanuel, yes, he is. So, um, you know, um, that's where I'm at on the death penalty. These guys down in Alabama, uh, they just ought to commute a sentence um, because they can't, Alabama can't do anything right um, with respect to uh, execution. Yeah. So, I think they should just commute the fellow's um, uh, sentence and um, and head on. But, Tina, um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to call in tomorrow, but I wanted to get your opinion on this, and uh, you and AJ, because I know you guys would, uh, would be on it. Uh, it's this thing about the um, Black National Anthem uh, for the Super Bowl. Uh, is that true, and is it the only – because, quite frankly um, – I, I disagree with that. Uh, I saw that dad at Prairie View when I was there years ago. And, um, no, I think we need to stick to the national anthem, uh, quite frankly, uh, right now. Uh, wanted to bring up another uh, quick issue. Um, Tina, you know when you're driving down Michigan Street and you see that Black Lives Matter banner over IUPUI Skywalk? Have you yes, seen that? yes, I have. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. That needs to come down because they shouldn't be promoting uh, Black Lives Matter social issue. Well, I just think it. I just think it helps uh, conservative recruiting over there on the campus. I don't. 
I don't think it's fair that just Black Lives Matter should have a banner up there. Then what do you do when the Christian uh, right to well, life is when, on Yeah, the- well, they're two separate lanes, Pierre. I mean, Dion, Dion I said it beautifully it- yesterday, and I couldn't have agreed more, and I probably would have said it too, that that pertains to a particular zone, you know, a particular lane. And it doesn't mean that other lives don't. It means that black lives do. It has nothing to do with other, uh, you know, now conversely, if, if right to life wants to put up their, uh, you know, their information and, and their billboard up there, uh, does that mean that they should not be allowed to because black lives matters? You know, no, that's their, that's their thing. This is, this is, I I don't see why that's a problem. And as far as the performance of the national, uh, the Negro national Negro and uh, the, the black national anthem. What, what's the problem with that? What's the problem? Shirley Ross did a great does. job. We lift every voice. Yes, she did. Yes, she, she did. did. Yes. I, I love, I love her in uh, Abbott elementary too. I just, yeah. I just think it's divisive. Um, divisive I, in what way, Pierre? Because we don't normally do the black national anthem. at. Uh, well, why not? Well, if we don't normally do it, what's wrong with adding it? Because I tell you what's wrong with this, because it's the black national anthem. It's my national anthem. It's not everybody else's national anthem. Why do we got to put it in everybody else's face? Why, Why not? Everybody? It's not putting it in someone's face. Yes, it is. How? Yes, it is. Because we're, it's because a celebration of a culture, Pierre. Now, yeah, it is. But traditionally, when it comes to Super Bowl and NFL games, basketball, we do the national anthem. Marvin Gaye did the national anthem. Whitney Houston did the national anthem. Yes, Whitney. We do the national anthem. Out of the water. We don't. Yes, that's right. We do the national anthem because it's for everybody. And you know, like I said, this pushing our 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 thing in everybody else's face. We need allies. Pierre, are you? Now, are you? I I don't I don't agree. I I just I don't uh, agree I that the black. I don't. I, I don't agree that the Black Lives Matter sign needs to go down, and I don't agree that. I believe it does. Well, I know, and that's that's your that's your choice. I just don't matter, agree with matter you. Matter of fact, I might send the president a letter to the. University. Well, then, that you know what, you have every right to do so. Uh, that's I, right. I, I, I just right. disagree with you. I well, just and I, and I disagree. Think, I think it's time for it to come down because if you're a Why? if you're a white kid or you're a Hispanic kid or you're a Chinese kid over here on the campus. And it's been up as long as it has. Oh, it's like it's like IU University is elevating Black lives. Over it's an ed, it's lives. an opportunity to educate and to sensitize. Well, then we can do that with Black Studies over there. They're no, you can't. Oh studies. my. Yeah, you know what? No, no, no. Well, I okay. I I see your point. You 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 know just just keep keep. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I see your point. I see your points. Uh, and again, thank you, thank you, Pierre. I appreciate that. I just don't agree with you uh, uh, on a number of fronts. Um, and why can't we? Why can't we share some of our culture? Why do we? Uh, have, yeah. Why can't we have it, that? It doesn't make sense when people start talking about the the black national national anthem being mm-hmm. divisive. Hold on, Pierre, man. Let's slow down for a second and let's dig into the actual national anthem that Francis Scott Key wrote. Let's get into that second mm. verse and let's talk about how slavery was the prominent theme of the second mm. verse. Talk about we divisive. We talk about what's mm-hmm. divisive when we talk about national anthems and they were talking about slaughtering our people. Come on now, let's get it mm. together. Yeah. Secondly, we, we the Black Lives Matter thing, the, the worst thing that ever happened was Black Lives Matter adopting that, that phrase 
as the name of their organization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a phrase. Yeah. It's it's there to tell you something, to remind you of something. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't see why that would have to come down because, you know, any other advertisement would be just fine. So yeah. I don't see why that isn't just well, fine. Well, because PR wants it down. <laughs> That's why it come down. I, I think it's just fine. And I think it, it is a conversation. It, it's it's a, always an opportunity to start a conversation. And when people have conversations, a uh, better understanding uh, ensues, regardless. I think there's always a better understanding that ensues as a result of a good conversation. So uh, let's go back to the phone lines, 317-972-3008. And it's not the first time we disagree with Pierre. It won't oh, be no. the last. <laughs> <laughs> that's the beauty of the country. That's the beauty of the country. 317-972-3008. Pastor Tracy, go ahead. How are you? How are you, Tina? I'm doing well. Thank you. All right, Mr. A.J.? How you doing? How you doing? All right. Well, I'm like you. I'm not a proponent, actually, for the uh, death penalty. I believe uh, the worst sentence somebody can do is you commit a crime, your conscience. I believe a conscience is a prison mm-hmm. that uh, will weigh upon you for the rest of your life. And you have to live with those consequences. But the other thing is the reason that our system is not a, um, a deterrent is because uh our justice system actually came biblically, got our laws basically biblically. And so usually what happened in the, the, the times of the Bible, when they did an execution, it was public and on the spot. They made sure that everyone was around to make sure they were able to see it. Matter of fact, they were the ones who participated in it. So they picked up stones to prepare to stone them. The lady who was caught in adultery, they were ready to stone her on the spot until Jesus actually intervene in that situation but even notice when jesus was crucified they crucified him in the middle of two thieves to make it seem as he was the worst public all around so that everyone would be able to witness it now see and then even remember when uh going back to the lynching that jeff said when they would lynch a black person notice the crowds that were around usually the pictures we've seen there was always crowds of people and they were proud to be in that and so they always made it public but so our justice system um is flawed is messed up there's too many loopholes and by the time someone actually gets their sentence as this man some of the people who were the victims and uh, victims families have passed away and you have to actually go back and replay the story just to remember what happened so it's not fresh in the mind Mm-hmm. So it's hard to be deterrent when you mm-hmm. can't even remember, oh, I don't remember when that happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. And, and as I said, in its current state, I don't see how anyone could ever argue that it's a deterrent be- in its current state because it's not. No, uh, no it's not. Yeah, and and so perhaps some more immediacy uh, in undisputed cases, as uh, Brother Ahmad uh, discussed and, and talked about that that may be, but then somebody's going to find some unconstitutionality with that. Uh, of course. Yeah. Of course. So, Thank you, Tina. Yeah. All righty. Thank you, Pastor. Appreciate it. Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Lifestyles with Eric. How are you? Hey, I'm fine. Happy Thursday, Tina. It's me. Uh, it is you, I, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I just, you know, I just turned on and I was just kind of piggybacking on a little bit. I didn't really hear mm-hmm. what you all were talking about, but I guess we were talking about uh, some execution. Was there? Yeah, a uh, tonight, uh, six o'clock, Alabama is going to try for the second time to execute a, uh, a convicted murderer. Uh, this time with a, a method that has never been used before anywhere in the world, actually. Uh, and uh, the 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 defendant is fighting it. Uh, and he wouldn't die the first time. Is that correct? No, it's that not that he wouldn't that. die the first time. They couldn't get oh. him hooked up to die, right? They they could. He said it was like being underneath a sewing machine. I read that that uh, you know his description wow. of the the experience. And what had happened was they couldn't find the veins. They couldn't get it hooked up the right way. And what here's a problem with that too. In in Alabama and a lot of other states, they're learning more and more. They're trying to get doctors uh, to assist. Uh, with these methods of, of sorts, and doctors won't do it because it goes against their Hippocratic Oath, which is to okay. preserve life, not to take it, right? So they're, yeah. they're depending on, uh, you know, corrections officials and others who may not necessarily be, uh, you know, very well schooled at all in terms My of qu- finding the right uh, area and finding the right way to administer this execution. That, but long story short, they didn't get it done, so they, they oh, had to okay. abandon it. Well, I got, a, I got a question, and I got a comment. So my question is, have they proved that he did the mur- whatever it was he was convicted of? Has uh, this been proven? Yeah, I, 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 innocence sure or, that- yeah, innocence and, or guilt are not what's at issue. What's at issue is cruel and unusual punishment. And the yes. fact that uh, he would like for his sentence to be commuted to life in prison. So uh, okay, okay. I don't now, think there's any doubt the about the fact wanna... that he did it. Okay, okay. Let's. Um, I agree with uh, the one gentleman that was saying that you know people believe in not aborting babies, but they want to kill. They want to do the death penalty. I I do agree with that. Just that it's kind of the same. I mean, I get mm-hmm. that correlation. I get that. Um, let's go with the Black Lives Matter logo. Um, when I pick up, when, when, let's go with three years ago when I was picking up, you know, which I pick up mainly Caucasian people anyway, but I was asked that question. Um, Mm. what does that mean? You know, um, why do black lives, I mean, what is the black lives that, what is that about? I mean, what does it mean? So I just explained to them, it just means that, um, well, you know, you got to look at statistics. Uh, I think we discussed that before, as far as the people that are being killed unarmed or, you know, whatever, they're all black. You know, this isn't happening to uh, other races. So mm-hmm. we're just saying that our lives matter, not saying that our lives are the only lives that matter, mm-hmm. but our lives count for something. And the other thing, uh, the national anthem for the black, I've never heard it at all. But will I, what I would say to that is You've never that, heard lift every that, voice and sing? Okay, yep, you're right. I have heard that. I was going to say, where you been? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I have heard that. But But think about it. The NFL is majority African American or black. I know, so and I was I was about to make that sense. point. I was about to make that point, but Pierre was locked in, and so it wasn't going well, to matter. But nobody's I, trying to be. He mm-hmm. sounds like somebody that says, "Well, why do they got a BET? Why do y'all got a black expo? Mm-hmm. Because we weren't the majority." It's, it's common, godly people. Come on. Yeah. Well, you, again, know, you know, we're not this... trying to be racist to people. No. This has been that word was created for us. That's yeah. People have treated us like crap, and our skin color has mm-hmm. been hated forever. Yeah. But we're the original people. We're the people that were the first people here. And mm-hmm. so I guess that's why we're hated so much. I said it. Yeah. So I get it. But, yes, I think that's an awesome thing to do, if that's true. 
Yeah. They do need to do that. But you, you know, know those what? Players are, yeah, those players, yes, they do. And that's a part I, of the players' culture. And, and what, 60 well, 75% of the NFL is black? The NBA, pretty much the same. But and here, not only that, Tina, they were kneeling for Israel a few weeks ago. I didn't appreciate that. Yeah. So if they had, if they had, they didn't want Colin Kaepernick kneeling for Black Lives Matter, but they got him kneeling for Israel. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a smack in the face. But you know what? Your Black Lives Matter sign conversation that you had as a result of that sign being up was exactly Crazy. the point that I was making uh, to uh, the caller in that, if nothing more, the fact that it's up, it 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 evokes a conversation. Okay, I mean, it generates a conversation, and conversations Absolutely. generate understanding. And, and, you know, whether you agree or disagree or what have you, at least a conversation was created as a result, and that got the process going. And so I that that was my point. Leave it up there. Let people talk about it. Let folks try to understand. And let conversations be created as a result. That's, that's, that's positive. That's, that's progress. I think that there's been a black eye put on Black Lives Matter because of the, the wrongdoings, allegedly, that we've heard that some of the members – that formed the members yeah. that started it have done. And mm-hmm. I think that has what I think maybe he didn't say that, but I think that that might have made a lot of yeah. people that were, you know, us, it just kind of turned our stomachs the wrong way. Yeah. Now, uh, that's a bad thing if they did that allegedly, if that was done, but it was started for a real reason. It, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't started to, uh, you know, separate anybody. I mean, mm-hmm. we got to have something, some sort of pride again in ourselves. Yeah. I mean, somebody has to care about. It. I mean, you know what I'm saying. It, yeah. It's not like and that's it was that's in the that's what we've been talking about all week with uh, Dr. Milton, uh, Dr. Williams, and and others uh-huh. that are that are doing an extended an extended dive uh, into our history. Black History Month is part of it, but not all of it. Uh, hey, which Tina, is what, yeah. I got a question for you. Yeah, yeah. Could you please do? I've got an aunt that's got an awesome book called Walking in Revelation, and I really wish you could get her on the show. Hmm. Send me. Do you have my local. email address? Send, you, send me her info. No. Uh, T. What do I need? To, no, it's T. On, me, it's on, it's public. Right it's public. It's right there on the website. It's nothing. I'm not giving. Okay, away. so it's on the website. Yeah, T Cosby at radio dash o n e dot com. T Cosby. Okay. At radio dash okay, one one spelled out dot com. Yeah. I'm gonna email it to you. I just spoke with her yesterday, and I was telling her about that. And she said we'll talk to her and see if she could get me on. So she's very knowledgeable. Okay. Um, what what is the book like about? That. What's the book about? What exactly similar to basically our heritage mm-hmm. and you know and my my and you know I'm an artist. My mom did all the illustrations. She's an artist too. So my mother did all the illustrations for this book. Okay. So, so go yeah. yeah. Have, send yeah. Her, send me an email. Okay. I will all righty. Thank you, lifestyles. Right. Uh, we are going. Bye bye. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with more community connection. Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight is our listener line number. Call it. We'll be right back. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. We're back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here, top of the second hour of our show. Been talking about quite a bit. We've gone from um, uh, executions, a very controversial one, uh, first of its kind in the country, probably first of its kind in the world, about to be carried out. Talked about the unevenness, uh, the uneven application 
uh, of the death penalty. We talked about the national, the black national anthem uh, that will be performed uh, prior to this year's Super Bowl. We talked about Black Lives Matters uh, signs uh, that uh, one particular caller felt were unnecessary. And so we've been talking about uh, quite a bit and, and got, you know, quite a bit more before our first guest arrives. But um, still taking your calls, 317-972-3008, 317-972-3008. Again, uh, regarding the death penalty and just some of the the, uh, the complications that come about as, as a result, uh, Marion County, right here in Indianapolis, prosecutors have asked to drop the death penalty request uh, against the man accused of killing um, IMPD officer Breanne Leith in 2020. Uh, the prosecutor's office on Wednesday filed a motion against Elias Dorsey saying that um, medical evaluations from two court-appointed doctors uh, were the reasons uh, for um, asking to drop the death penalty because uh, if he were to be uh, convicted uh, and the death penalty on the table there as part of that conviction, uh, it would be a violation of his uh, constitutional rights, which prohibits the execution of mentally ill defendants. Uh, the prosecutor's office said, on the other hand, uh, they can still uh, prosecute. They can still charge him uh, for the criminality. You know, the 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 the, the law does not inhibit uh, criminal prosecution. I guess allowing the case to continue um, as it is. So uh, that was uh, that was unfortunate. Um, Officer Leith killed April 9th, twenty twenty, answering um, what appeared to be a domestic and. Um, uh, re- domestic call on the east side and uh, gunshots were fired through the door uh, that struck her and hit another woman at the apartment um, and she was only uh, 24 years old uh, when she passed away so um, the jury trial in this case uh, has been scheduled for February 12th but again uh, the death penalty uh, prosecutors have asked to drop it uh, and much to the disappointment, I am sure, of Brianne Leith, Officer Leith's uh, immediate family and her uh, law enforcement family. But, again, we talked about the complexities of the death penalty, the unevenness of the death penalty. The, um, the, the man who is, is slated to be uh, executed tonight uh, by nitrogen hypoxin uh, is white. But uh, invariably, and over the decades, 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 40, 50 years, we've known since stats have been kept that the uh, death penalty has been unevenly applied to people of color, uh, both uh, in seeking it and uh, carrying out executions. So uh, that's where a lot of that conversation went. And then we've got a whole bunch of other conversations right there in between. Um, 317-972-3008. San, go ahead. How are you? I'm doing great. I just want to mention something about the Negro, so-called uh, Negro National Anthem. The Black anthem. National Anthem? Okay. Yeah. Now, well, when I was a little girl, it was called the Negro. Now Negro. it's black because yeah. because <laughs> we didn't, and, and I'm glad you said that mm-hmm. and corrected me because there's a, there's a link to that. Black, when I was a little girl, was bad. If you, if you like, you're right. Uh, mm-hmm. We hated ourselves. So we were Negro. We did not want to be called black (laughs) until James Brown said loud, I'm black and I'm proud. I go off to college. I'm black. Don't call me Negro. But I want to go back to what the Negro, the black man that wrote Lift Every Voice and Sing, which starts off with Lift Every Voice, Every Voice and Sing, till what? 
earth and heaven rings. Rings with what? Rings with the harmony of liberty. Okay. So that's everybody in the world. But here's the third verse. Here's what we were all about and what we've been about and what we're getting away from. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, thou who has brought us thus far on the way, thou who has by thy might led us into the light, keep us forever in the path we pray, lest our feet stray from the places our God where we met thee, lest our hearts drunk with the wine of the world we forget thee. So it's, it's giving us some, some lessons. But then it says, shall beneath thy hand, may we forever stand. Check this out. True to our God, true to our native land. Veterans that died in World War One, black men. Veterans that died in World War Two, black men. Veterans that died in the Civil War black men, the men that died in the Vietnamese War, black men, and on and on, people that are serving our country in the military, and it's saying, true to our God, true to our native land. Now, back then, he would not have been able to play that around some white people, because, again, we were suppressed, suppressed, suppressed. So I'm saying is, this is what we need to do. We need to continue teaching our history. We need to go all the way back to the very beginning of time. That's where we were. And we need to teach. We don't need We don't need this February. We need to teach each other on a continuous basis through the year, every year, every year, every month. We need to share on the, note, on the news, on our news, on our TV, on our radio, what we all about that started from the very beginning in the garden of eden okay yeah. that's what i'm proposing for us to do and god bless that man that's got that one the history that that has been written we need that to be shared and shared and shared and dr henry lewis gates it goes all the way back to ancient africa mm-hmm. that's all yeah, god okay. bless you guys and, and have a great day thank you sam we appreciate it um and uh yeah, uh, I don't think you're going to get too many uh, of our callers that are going to be against uh, the uh, the National Negro, the National Black, the National Negro Anthem uh, being performed anywhere at any point in time. No. It's it's harmless. And uh, actually, it's a source of pride. And, and it's also uh, just a better song, let's be honest. Yeah, it is. It's it a, really a is. Song. <laughs> better song to sing and a better song just in general. So keep it. Uh, <laughs> keep it right there at the Super Bowl. Hey, um, switching gears here, um, there was something, you know, we're going to be talking with uh, lawmakers, state lawmakers tomorrow, uh, uh, Indiana Black Legislative Caucus. But um, have you ever heard of water cremation? No. I hadn't either. I hadn't either. But it said there was an article in the Star, and I'm going to read a little bit of it. Um, It says water cremation could be coming to Indiana, what it is, uh, and why is the new option important. Uh, It says the majority of people in the U.S. are now cremated after death. I did not know that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, To most, that means disposing of the body uh, with fire. But proponents are trying to bring a new form of cremation to Indiana, one that relies on water rather than flames this new bill proposed in the legislature this year would legalize alkaline hydrolysis also called chemical or water cremation 
Now, this process also has another name. Uh, it's called green cremation and is promoted uh, as a more environmentally friendly form of the disposition of, of human remains. So uh, supporters of House Bill 1217, House Bill 1217 said it would give Hoosiers more choices, particularly for those uh, interested in a sustainable, a sustainable after-death option. Uh, while still a relatively new form of cremation, the Indiana Funeral Directors Association said members are seeing increased curiosity in alkaline hydrolysis. Um, and uh, says the bill's author uh, echoed that sentiment, the former funeral director, uh, and says a lot of families are started asking about it. So um, the environmental positives, I guess, and let's see what it da, 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 da. So mostly... Uh, the options now are, you know, when you go to a funeral home, are uh, either burial or cremation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other options, like I was talking about a, a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, like donating your body to science or, or else or others. But um, um, so it says cremation is here and so is bur- burial. So I think we have enough options. So there, those there are those who are in uh, not in favor of it. Um, And it says the process of alkaline hydrolysis is similar to flame-based cremation, according to the Cremation Association of North America, um, that it results in bone fragments that can be pulverized into ash. The main difference is how the process happens. Alkaline hydrolysis uses water, alkaline chemicals, and heat, as well as some pressure and agitation to accelerate natural decomposition. Uh, It's the same process that happens during burial. Uh, just sped up uh, dramatically. So, uh, wow. Um, the process of legalizing it uh, has not been quick. Uh, and bringing water cremation to the state apparently has been proposed at least three times to the legislature over the last 15 years. Wow, I didn't know that. So, um, yeah, so that's uh, that's something that's being proposed again. I, If we have time, I'd, I'd love to ask, um uh who's up here next uh next week let me see who's next week who's this week this this coming week this week is this week is rep taylor representing oh, rep greg taylor. taylor senator greg taylor so we'll ask him uh you know we'll ask him about that um the uh association um is is curious and and interesting in offering hoosiers uh another option now it doesn't say anything about uh the cost Mm. And one of the reasons, my understanding from family members and, and other friends, uh, one of the reasons that people are choosing uh, cremation uh, is the cost. Yes, much cheaper. Yeah. yeah. About a fifth of the price almost. That's what I hear. Mm. That's what I hear. And uh, the fact that uh, burial uh, costs, you know, uh, wow, they're, they're a lot. They're an awful lot. Um I would and, like to know how that process works. Yeah, I don't. I, I would I, like to see a not a visual, but like your visual aid, maybe mm-hmm, if they had mm-hmm. a, a some type of training video or something about it. I would like to see how that works because mm-hmm. that's it makes sense, but in my in my head, I can't picture it. Ah, uh, here it says right here. Uh, Saint Pierre with the Indiana Cremation Society says he doesn't feel the state is ready to approve alkaline hydrolysis, nor that it needs to. The process requires specialized equipment and therefore is more expensive than the traditional cremation. Mm. But I would think that as as it, time wears on, you know, it would get less expensive. But right now, to put it in place, so he says that the, the demand 
uh, will not be there. The demand's not there because the the mechanisms aren't in place to answer the demand. Mm. But uh, the bill has been referred to as public health committee in the House, but has not been scheduled for a hearing. Uh, trying to get it reassigned to a committee. Um, so anyway, that's that's just different. Something different. Um, that's um, that's coming up. It hasn't hasn't gone too much terrible. Different. Yeah, much. Do different. you still? Does it still render ashes, or how does how does that work? Because that's that's a part of of, wow. of cremation. Is yeah, I can give my ashes. I can do what I want with them. I mm-hmm. personally, I want to be put in a tree so I can go be somewhere. My grandkids can you know still go say, hey, there's granddad. He's, <laughs> up, he's in the, the he's up in the tree. <laughs> so, I, I would like so I, uh, you know questions like that. So how does yeah. that work? I, I don't know. I'm looking here to see if it says so. That is interesting. Um, I've got something to look up now. Yeah, we got something to look up indeed. Uh, but I, I, I was surprised that it's been uh, proposed at the state house over the last 15 years and has never gotten anywhere. Has never gotten anywhere. But it's in several states uh, across the country uh, as an alternative. So hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Water cremation. Even though to me it sounds like there's a little fire used in that water cream you know heat is used as mm-hmm. well it's just all about the environment i think more environmentally friendly and i'm not quite sure how traditional cremation is uh you know i found out something about uh traditional cremation on one of the of all places um uh what one of those uh what do you call it? reality tv shows mm-hmm. and you know those those huge people people that are just oversized yeah you know my my 600 pound life and what have you they are a fire risk for cremation because the fat content is so high that it's dangerous for the uh, you know i i I don't i don't want to get in i mean you know i don't want to get too too far into it but there are even limitations and restrictions on how heavy you can be to be cremated uh due to the equipment so it's all uh, it's all in there, and I'm not quite sure how ready Hoosiers are to, to delve into that and a whole lot more. But uh, even cremation itself, just traditional cremation, is limited. Uh, so uh, this uh, in next week, not this week. Tomorrow's uh, Senator Taylor. I believe the week after that, Senator Andrea Hunley is yep. going to be in, mm-hmm. and uh, she has put together um, a. Uh, I guess a campaign to resist uh, Senate Bill 52, which is the bill that would kill the blue line uh, that uh, goes uh, east and west. Uh, so Senate Bill 52 threatens transit for all, not just Indianapolis. Uh, and here's what she says on her webpage. It's just been announced that the Senate will consider SB 52 this Thursday, which is today. Make no mistake, this bill is part of a campaign against Indy's blue line a project years in the making that would connect some of Indy's most underserved communities with the rest of his city. However, the language of the bill threatens future transit projects everywhere. I'm writing an open letter to my Senate colleagues on both sides of the aisle to share what this project means to our city and urge them to protect transit statewide. Uh, You can read and sign the letter here on my website, and I'll share the text below. So she's already written the letter. You know how they tell you, write a letter to Mm -hmm. your um, lawmaker. She's already written it. Uh, So all uh, folks have to do is just go to uh, January. She wrote it January 23rd. 
uh, just sign it and, uh, you know, send it forward and she'll take care of it. I want to find out a little bit more about that. Senator Taylor will let us know a little bit and then she'll let us know more about it. I do like that. I've been seeing a lot about mm-hmm. about this bill mm-hmm. uh, just just via my social media. And uh, mm-hmm. one of one of my Facebook friends is mm-hmm. very proactive in the community. And I've, mm-hmm. I've seen he lead a, a bit of a charge against some of the the, the businesses that were opposed to the blue, the blue line mm-hmm. out in the Irvington area. And I've seen a lot of those businesses walk back their uh, opposition to the blue line being added and walking back there because you know, there's been a lot of pedestrian accidents over there in that area and they're mm-hmm. feeling like the blue line is going to actually mitigate those accidents and some of the businesses out there were not they did not want to hear that mm. and they were opposed to the to the, the blue line being put in they were supporting that bill and now it's looking like everybody's walking it back so hopefully that this is going to be another step mm-hmm. into the right direction and they can get that going. It's- I wish state lawmakers would leave Indianapolis and other urban areas alone and, and do what they're supposed to do and worry about the entire state of Indiana because, you know, they've also gone after Indigo. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now Indigo, to uh, let's see, we're, they just announced today uh, that they're going to provide free fare rides for the upcoming NBA All-Star Game. Uh, and it says, uh, Indianapolis, January 25th, 2024. In an effort to enhance the fan experience, Indigo is thrilled to share it will offer free fair rides or fair free rides in extended service for NBA All-Star 2024. Fans can ride Indigo fair free February 15th through the 18th to celebrate festivities downtown surrounding the 73rd NBA All-Star Game, which will be held Sunday, February 18th at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. So, um... Indigo does this year round mm-hmm. and the 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 what the state uh, lawmakers are going after is Indigo's offering a free fare, free fares and free rides on election day. So why okay, how come you're not going to if after it's the if it's game. Yeah, if it's unfair for the rural communities on election day, why is it not unfair for rural communities on during NBA All-Star? Well, because they're bringing the people down here to line their pockets. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I wish they would just leave. My goodness, leave Indianapolis alone. And again, I I told you I still get hot when I hear about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, them them coming after um Indigo for the uh uh, for election day and indigo may even do it for uh they may even offer free rides for the primaries i don't know but indigo doesn't take state you know they don't take state they don't even take county taxpayer money all of those are efforts from my understanding is they're all underwritten by sponsors that want to just be good citizens in the community mm-hmm. and indigo participates with them so it's uh yeah the the lawmakers the state lawmakers are something else we got to get something to do with that. Yeah. They got to find something better to do. Like you they, said. Yeah, they got to find a whole lot more to do. So, uh, but uh, yeah, they're, uh, and I have heard nothing. And that's the other thing I want to find out tomorrow uh, from uh, uh, Senator Taylor is well, what are your colleagues, what do they have to say about the free, the fair free rides for those three days during NBA All Star uh, week? What are, what are your colleagues saying? And I'm sure uh, Senator Taylor is going to have a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, for that. Did you see? Um, here we go. I sent them to you. <laughs> yeah. Danny, we'll, we'll talk to these, talk to Danny about these as well. But the uh, the uniforms are now available for purchase uh, for the public beginning tonight. Um, following the NBA All-Star Starters announcement on TNT tonight at 7 o'clock. Okay, they're going to announce the starters and then fans can buy uh, the jerseys. What did you think of the jerseys? 
AJ, I sent them to you. I sent the images to you. What are your thoughts? I'm not too impressed. <laughs> uh, they, they don't look bad, but it just looks like they just, you know, threw something together. It mm. doesn't really fit our theme. It, it doesn't really speak to our city. And, and a lot of the times, that's what they try to do is try to do something that'll mirror the culture of the city that or the, that they're having the all-star game in and these just look like they pulled them out of you know out of a random hat i don't i don't yeah. know well i hope they're not trying to say indianapolis is boring because that's what these jerseys look like uh, well <laughs> uh but let, let me see here i'm going to give you the description they 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 described it let me see if i can find this here uh, the pinstripes are inspired by the iconic Pacers uniforms of the late 90s and early 2000s. Design details include the following, AJ. Here's the design details. The 2024 NBA All-Star logo, All-Star logo is featured prominently on the front of the jersey under All-Star, uh, which weaves in the racing stripes to pay homage to the host city. So racing stripes, do you see those? I don't see. Do you see the racing stripes? Uh, it, yeah. Like, I guess. But it just looks, you know, it just looks like a little bit of movement. It, it doesn't really look yeah. like racing stripes. Then it says the five stars on each side of the jersey represent the five players on each team playing on the court at any given time. Well, we know five on five, that's basketball. Mm. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, the logo is also featured on the side of the short, on the side of the short with a large circle around it honoring downtown Indies Monument Circle, which surrounds the Proud Soldiers and Sailors Monument at the center of the Circle City. So they got a circle on there for the Circle uh, City. A circle around. A the circle logo. around. Yeah. Okay. Not, we're, not the actual tower, just, uh -uh. just a circle just around Just a circle. We're sitting on the circle and I'm looking at the tower. Okay. Can you sit on the circle without seeing the tower? You cannot. <laughs> okay. That is not a thing. Okay. We're pulling this apart. I'm sorry, designers. <laughs> we're just, we're just having fun. So, um, uh, the six stars rotating the NBA All-Star logo on each side of the short represents the 12 All-Stars on each roster. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. You okay. know, little things, I guess. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good job uh, for those. Yeah. 73rd annual is highlighted on the jersey as the anthem uh, graphic above the black jock tag, whatever that is. Uh, the ASG ligature mark on the belt buckle is inspired by the graphical origins of basketball. So... Uh, a lot of thought went into it. A lot of thought went into mm -hmm. it. Uh, it. It's just that the final product doesn't appear to impress too much. And the color, even the colors, I thought they would pop a little more. They were, they're very flat. Yeah, they're, they're kind of flat. flat. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. I miss the days of when the All-Stars wore their own jerseys. Yeah, wasn't that great? Love wasn't it. that great? We, we could bring that back at least, you know, just for yeah. one year, Adam. Can we get that back? Yeah. <laughs> just one that time. would be fun. I I miss the days when uh, all stars would actually play. You know, but in, oh, yeah. and and you know the NFL. What is it? The Pro, oh, the Bowl? Pro Bowl. It's just the skills. Uh, the you know that may as well be the the Pro Bowl is gone. It's it, shot. It's yeah. really turned into bragging rights between Eli and Peyton Manning. Exactly. They've made it the Mannings. You're, the good point, AJ. Very good point. AJ, you said a mouthful there. <laughs> so now it's the uh, NFL Pro Bowl is a celebration of the Manning brothers as opposed to, and, and a skills contest. And, mm. uh, you know, it may as well be a, a what do you call it? Um, uh, oh, my goodness. A reality show, you know, like uh, what, what are those shows where people, con you know, they, uh, what was that one where they do all these different 
tasks and athletic feats and things and jump in the water and hit the big balls and all. Oh, uh, the American Gladiator. Was yeah, yeah, something similar to that. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it looks like to me. But um, they don't even play. And then in the NBA All-Star game, um, it used to be the biggest and brightest stars couldn't wait to play. And mm-hmm. now it's kind of muted a little bit because – the, they don't want to get hurt or they yeah. don't get paid enough or they, you know, they want to give the young folks a, a, a more of a chance. So I, I don't know. So do you know of any bigger, bigger stars that are going to be playing in it this year? Uh, well, it's, that have committed and say, OK, I'll definitely be there uh, as far as NFL. Uh, in NBA All-Star. NBA, they're, you know, the players in the NBA usually they, they show up. If they, they get do. voted in, okay. they show up 100 percent. It's the NFL is just an anomaly. Mm-hmm. They're, it seems like they're the only ones because hockey doesn't do that. MLB doesn't do that. Mm. Basketball doesn't do that. But for some reason, football, mm. just uh, everybody pulls out. And, it, it, and it's understandable because you're, but even when it was after the Super Bowl, uh-huh. which was a travesty, <laughs> it just didn't work out. It mm. just didn't work out. I don't know if the NFL is built for an all-star game, so to speak. It it probably is not. You're right. The physicality. Mm -hmm. There's a reason that they only have a certain so many games. There's a reason they only play once a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, There, there's a reason for all of that. So I get it. And uh, but there, there have been a couple of in in NBA All Star games that I've looked forward to seeing some of the stars, and I haven't seen the ones that I was looking forward to seeing. You're right. For Mm -hmm. the most part, they do. And I hope everybody shows up. Everybody voted in shows up. So tonight we'll find out who starts. Right. Oh yeah. And I, I think. I think, and this is ridiculous, but mm. even in year 21, I think LeBron is still the top vote getter <laughs> this year, which is crazy to think about. Well, he's, he's good. He's, he's a good, good ball player. He's good. <laughs> oh, wow. LeBron, number one vote getter. Who, who who comes a close second, do you think? I believe it was Jokic. Was it Jokic? Oh, Jan, uh, Jokic? I think it was him. Uh, Giannis came after that. And Luka, Luka Doncic mm. was up there very okay. high. okay. Cool. I might have Luka and Jokic flip flopped. Mm. Yeah, because Giannis is pretty. He's pretty far up there. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I, I wouldn't know. Would not know at all. At all. So here we go. But anyway, um, I think our good friend uh, Danny Bridges will be in shortly to kind of put us on track. And he, he <laughs> may, he may have the inside scoop, inside track. So let's take a quick break, and then hopefully when we come back, uh, we'll have Danny on the on the line, and we'll keep this sports conversation rolling. We'll be right back with more community connection right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. Um, AJ, it's that time. I guess it's time to bring him in, right? What do you think? Well, I think we should do it. All right, let's go. There we go. That means when you hear that sound, it means Danny Bridges, sports writer with our Indianapolis recorder, is ready to go. Danny, how are you today? Good afternoon, Tina, and I am marvelous. Oh, good, good, good. Good to hear marvelous. Hey, got some marvelous uh, news for you. I know you've been advocating um, 
free uh, services for the community during All-Star Weekend and All-Star Week. Um, right. they, it just came out today. Indigo is providing fair, free rides for upcoming NBA All-Star um, the All-Star Week, uh, and the rides will be fare-free from February 15th through the 18th. February 15th through the 18th, fans get to ride the buses free. That is fantastic. Well, that's a good start, mm-hmm. but once they get off the bus, how do they get in? And well, I haven't worked that out yet. I'm just, yeah, <laughs> I'm I just I telling you. I don't have any, nothing but um, praise for mm-hmm. Indigo and for whoever else got behind that promotion actually yeah. i looked at that i thought to myself you know parking will be at a premium mm-hmm. and if they offer uh a ham and egg or like me a parking pass it's probably going to be way uh, far away from the arena mm-hmm. so i thought maybe i will take the bus down there i saw that earlier the you bus might. that i would hey. take to get, to get me down there when i want to be there makes 47 stops from my home which is roughly 77th and allisonville road until Gamebridge Fieldhouse with a transfer here and there. You can't bark about a free ride, but uh, maybe I just need to know the bus schedule and how it works a little bit better than that. I was going to say, uh, I think you might need to catch a different bus because I can't well, imagine. That's the only that's, bus is that the only one? My house. Oh, wow. That's the only one that starts here. But the point is I could always park my car somewhere and, and take the bus from there. So mm-hmm. hats off to Indigo and anybody else involved in the uh, – the offering that's mm-hmm. uh that's one heck of a gesture it it really is also uh before we get started uh hats off to the city of indianapolis for um attracting yet another major sporting event do you know that for the third straight year royal pin woodland previously woodland bowl is going to host a major championship of the professional bowlers association tour where 108 bowlers are going to be competing all this week for a chance at the coveted green jacket so not only does golf give a green jacket bowling does the 2024 u.s open presented by go bowling will start saturday at royal pen woodland with the pre-tournament qualifier and wrap up on february 4th with live television finals on fox go indianapolis well that's uh that's good that's it's been here before as you mentioned Mm -hmm. you know as a as a younger sarcastic male i once (laughs) said in my life Bowling's not a sport because you can't because the more you drink, the better you bowl, right? <laughs> well, it's totally separate. Those guys and gals are serious. They they bowl a lot. They're very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. That's why they're professional. Mm-hmm. And somebody will take a nice check home that day as well as a green jacket. So good for uh, Indianapolis. Good for the uh, North Side hotels and restaurants. And uh, mm-hmm. welcome back, bowling aficionados. Yep, indeedy, indeedy. So, uh, yeah, hats off, kudos, kudos, kudos. So, Danny, 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 what do we get? What do you got for us today? Well, I uh, I wrote a column which I didn't send to you because I know you're always reading the recorder website anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But uh, I do. I, I, well, don't I don't ha ha. I read it all the time. I know you, I know you do. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I had some concerns about, and I still do in terms of uh, Tyrese Halliburton and this hamstring. Uh-huh. Uh, the Pacers have a world-class medical staff and trained staff. Okay. Um, I, I do believe Victor Oladipo intentionally tried to embarrass them with his injury, but that's water under the bridge. My point, I even re- bring that up, is because there is no one more capable uh, than their medical staff. I know some of these folks 
and they're rock solid. These guys get access to world-class medical care, as you would imagine, because you'd have to have a player in good shape to play basketball, mm-hmm. especially when you start talking about their legs and their feet. So okay. I guess the biggest concern I had was, okay, we're going to set this young man down. Uh, I don't know why he traveled to the West Coast with them, but evidently they felt that was important from a camaraderie standpoint. I'm thinking if you've got a pulled hamstring, you don't need to be on an airplane. That's just me, though. My point was he played 35 minutes against Portland, and that was the only game on the trip he played because of the way his injury reacted to some minutes played. I guess I'm wondering why he played it all and why he played 35 minutes. Uh, but now they have reset the clock, and, hey, we're going to set him out X number of games and reevaluate him. My column basically says, take your time. This is your prized asset based on the amount of money mm-hmm. that you paid him on a monstrous contract that starts next year. So if this is truly the chosen one, I think you should choose to set him down until he's fully healthy. And I wouldn't worry about how long it takes. And I search the heck wouldn't worry about the all-star game either. That's just an exhibition. Get him healthy and put him on the floor, but just don't do it until then. And don't let the player tell you when he's ready. Let the medical personnel tell the coaching staff when he's ready. Okay. Okay. So what, when do you, oh, well, okay. So when do you, you have any idea of a, a, a suspected timeline or an anticipated no, I don't. timeline? And, and people and people smarter than me really don't have one either. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a, a, a really prolonged period of time. All I'm saying is just be sure because you don't want to re-aggravate this thing. You don't want it to become problematic to where the next thing you know, he's sitting out five more games here mm-hmm. or, or three more games there because of the circumstance. Players want to play, and especially young players. He's competitive. He knows his body better than anyone. Well, that's true in terms of what he's feeling, but with the medical science and technology that's available, the Pacers medical staff knows exactly where that hamstring is, and they need to get that thing 100% before they put him out there and say, okay, go for it. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. So um, NFL playoffs this weekend. Um, Sunday, uh, both the final four on Sunday, so to speak. Yeah, I think uh, I like the Lions to play a tough game in San Francisco. I think Las Vegas says they're about a touchdown underdog. If I was going to gamble, I would take the Lions. Certainly their work is cut out for them, but they're a physical bunch. And uh, I think Green Bay shot themselves in the foot in the fourth quarter. I think they should have won that ball, that ball game. I think they should have too. I really do. And uh, I'll just put it this way. San Francisco will have to play better than they did in the first three quarters of that game, especially to beat the Lions. And wouldn't it be something uh, if the Lions go out there and win that football game? I think they've got more than a puncher's chance. Obviously, San Francisco's favorite at home. Haven't seen the weather forecast yet. Could be windy, could be wet. I'm not sure. It is San Francisco area in the Bay, Mm -hmm. so that comes into play even at beautiful Santa Clara. But I will simply say this. That'll be an interesting game to watch. I think it's going to be a competitive game. And I think the Lions, uh, I think they're fired up enough to go out there and play good football. So uh, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't – I don't look to see the 49ers blow out the Lions this weekend. I just don't think it's going to happen, but – 
they're obviously the prohibitive favorite, and you only have to win by a point the last time I checked. Yeah, yeah, it only takes one. Was that? <laughs> but the other matchup will be, I, I keep going back and forth. I keep thinking Baltimore is going to run them out of the park or it's going to be a game that comes down to the last possession. And that's quite a variance, obviously. I don't know if it's somewhere in between mm. or not, but some days I think Baltimore is just too rough and Kansas City is going to get sent home rudely. On the other hand, they've got a talented quarterback. The wide receivers have played better the last three games, so they certainly uh, are a formidable opponent. Um, I don't know. That one is a toss-up. Could come down to who has the ball last. I hate to use that cliche, but it may just be the case. But either way, America's going to get uh, a good taste of NFL football. Yeah. Uh, it won't satisfy their insatiable appetite for it. <laughs> well, they'll need the Super Bowl after that to kind of, you know, do that. But uh, two really good games, hopefully. And uh, I, uh, like I said, I like the Lions and the points and. I guess I have to make a selection. Baltimore in a close one. Baltimore in a close one. Okay. I I any any thoughts on that, AJ? Uh, I'm mirroring. I'm mirroring. Oh, uh, you're mirroring. Yeah, okay. That's, that's I the like exact that. Yeah. That I well, had. Let's, let's let's in the interest of full disclosure for your listeners, your talented in studio engineer is a diehard Kansas City fan. <laughs> well, no, that's no, 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 no. That's another one. Yeah. I'm a Bears He's fan. He's a Bears fan. He's oh, I'm sorry. Was that another gentleman? Okay, I thought that. I'm sorry, I had you mixed up with the other gentleman. I apologize. No worries, these things happen. But <laughs> I'm a Bears fan. I have no dog in this race and haven't for a very long time. But well, who am I referring to then? I apologize. No, that's that's Brandon. Brandon, Brandon is the Chiefs fan. Brandon, okay. All right, if you're out there, Brandon, I know you're pulling for the Chiefs, and I'm sorry that I picked the, the Ravens, but that's just why. <laughs> I like the uh, I like the Ravens to win. I just can't bet against Lamar this year it seems like he has the biggest chip on his shoulder and this just isn't the year to bet against him so I, I can't do that well, and who doesn't love a, the lion story like come on he's an he's an incredible story and uh he is it's incredible how his feet can beat you just as easily as his arm can <laughs> and with that trend continuing in the NFL in terms of the the perfect hybrid quarterback mm-hmm. he's still the top of the heap and uh you know it, it he could punch or check off all the boxes. Mm-hmm. He could be the MVP this Sunday. He could be the MVP in the Super Bowl. That's that's not out of uh, mm-hmm. out of the realm of possibility. In fact, it's a strong possibility. Mm-hmm. Getting his tight end back will help him. But you know, a lot of people haven't said much about this. Baltimore has played brilliantly defensively, and they're physical. Mm-hmm. They bring it. They hit, <laughs> they lay the wood on you. So Kansas City can't turn the ball over, and they're going to have to throw the ball over the middle of the field or at least try to control the middle of the field. Could be a heck of a game. Yeah, it seems to me as if Lamar and the Ravens are a lot more dialed in uh this year than we've seen them in years past. They yeah. just you know, they just don't seem to get too far off script, if you will. Uh they they're focused. And and he had he had the quote uh to me of the play, I guess, one of the quotes I was telling uh David when we were talking about uh, David uh David Gray, our our resident Detroit fan, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the uh, one of the reporters or sideline reporters said, "What are you most looking forward to, Lamar, in next week's game?" And Lamar said, "Playing in it." <laughs> and he said, yeah. "And I loved it." I said, "Yes, tell him." I mean, what more do you want that man to say? What I'm looking forward to? I made it. I'm in. But it also, to me, was indicative 
of of how focused uh, he is. And and the rest of them are. What are you looking forward to most? Playing. I'm looking forward to playing in the game. And, you well, know, he, there was no need to elaborate, no need to just go, you know, way over here, over there. She said, what are you most looking forward to in the game? He said, playing in it. And I said, you go, Lamar. That's all right. You tell him. Well, it's <laughs> also right. indicative of how many stupid questions are asked. For oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to let her, whoever she is, off the hook that easy. No, it was I a just, dumb question. It's just, you know, it, it's amazing to me when I watch professional sports, people who are paid very well mm-hmm. to research and yeah. de- develop a script of questions mm-hmm. Uh, that's commensurate with the storyline of the game, mm-hmm. and they come up with well, and, what happened yeah, on that hap- last play? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's horrible sometimes. Well, David conversely shared with me. He said, "Well, did you hear the one a couple of weeks ago with uh, Tampa uh, that was going to Detroit? Right, Tampa mm-hmm. Bay went to Detroit, yeah. and what? I guess one of the reporters asked uh, the coach." The Tampa Bay coach, have have you gotten your team? You know, you all play in the sunshine, the warm weather. Have you gotten your team uh, ready for uh, the Detroit wintery, you know, weather yeah. or whatever? And I guess the coach told her, "You do understand that the, Detroit. that Detroit plays in a dome, right?" <laughs> and, yeah. and so It'll be seventy degrees that kick yeah, off. Yeah. So he said, but as as far as how they're going to be. Uh, when we get off the bus and walk into the stadium, hopefully they'll navigate that okay. And I said, David, I did not hear that. He said, Oh yeah. He said it was uh, it was one of the, it was another dumb question uh, right before the Tampa Bay game. So well, uh, I'll take it a little, one step further. The other night against um, the Denver Nuggets, Rick Carlisle, we got ejected. And oh, he uh, did. Yes, he did. Yeah, in the post game <laughs> in the post game press conference. Someone actually asked him if he watched the balance of the game on on the closed circuit TV there in the locker room. Like, what do you think he was doing? You know? Mm, uh, sitting in the sauna, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, come like, on now. But did you watch the game? Yeah, they do. They I, I yeah, I it's a head scratcher how they how they uh formulate yeah, it's, and come up it's, with it's stuff. It's tough sometimes to be uh yeah. To be in the same room. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> well, Danny, you're a veteran, and so you know better. You know better. Hey, have you well, seen – Have you seen? Um, uh, AJ and I were talking. We got the release um, this afternoon, and uh, these are going to be available after the, the starters are going to be announced tonight on TNT. Did you see the, uh, the West East or East West uh, NBA All-Star uh, game jerseys? And, yeah. Uh, uniforms, I, uh, I guess, uniforms and jerseys. Yeah, did you see it? The mock-up? Yeah, I am. Uh, I guess. I guess I'm showing my age. I, I, just, I don't. I don't understand the big deal about it. But then again, I do understand it because it's all about marketing. Mm-hmm. The replica jerseys will be sold. Matching hats will be sold. Matching T-shirts will be sold. So there's a lot of money that goes into the coffers of the NBA as it pertains to merchandise just like major league baseball nfl what have you um but i guess i thought they'd be wearing something with a number in their name on it so i wasn't really surprised mm-hmm. i was i guess we were hopeful i you know i was hopeful for a little more they just look quite generic uh and not so you're, you like the fashion aspect well yes mm-hmm. i guess i mean i'm certainly no fashionista but a little bit more yeah. than that 
than what was there. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't it looked know. looked like one was blue and one was red, if I remember right. Yeah, that's about it. And that's that's basically, <laughs> isn't that it, AJ, that's pretty much? It. That's that pretty much. And, and a star in the middle of the, 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 the jersey. And yeah, well, as long as it's got a number on the back and the refs can call a foul on the right guy, I think we're okay. Fouls yeah. in the All-Star game is a sin. Oh, my goodness. How would you yeah. keep a ref out? You know, you have to keep the refs out of those games. You Definitely. know how the refs kind of take center stage with some of these other games? They got to stay out of the All-Star I, I want to see the most points scored ever. Mm. How many points have been scored before? Do you know? This is 150, oh, I, don't even I think they had got somewhere near 300 one year. What? I remember no. That, not one team, but two, oh, it's collectively. Combined. Collectively, yeah. 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 It'll, it'll, it'll probably be right around the 300 number, but mm. – uh, Look, it's an entertainment vehicle for the fans. The disturbing part to me is, Mm -hmm. as I said before, on Saturday night, uh, the all-star activity weekend or whatever it's called with Mm -hmm. uh, the dunk contest, the three-point shooting, the, uh, all those activities, you know, there'll be too many kids watching it on at home on television, as Mm -hmm. opposed to being there. I know I keep, I'm on the soapbox and of course, corporate America will engulf the lower bowl of seating at the actual all-star game. Mm. But if it's truly about the fans, then let's let them have more access. Let's give them more. And uh, there's a way to do that. I'm going to get off the soapbox and the horse at the same time because <laughs> my, my speech has been made and no one cares what I think. But I honestly do believe that that all-star Saturday night should be free every year. Mm. And I think Indianapolis – in conjunction with the NBA, the organizing committee, et cetera, mm. missed a golden opportunity to develop a template. Here's how you do it for free. You get this sponsor to do this. You get this sponsor to do that. And that's what we're basically asking people to do is open their wallets in the name of the less fortunate and children who normally don't get access to an NBA game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know, say it, Danny. You, you've been saying it, and, you know, I'm sure you're going to continue. So we appreciate you saying Hey, what well, did, what did the – I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, you know me, I won't let go of, of, of something until I'm exhausted. But uh, mm-hmm. I think I do need to shut up about it because I've had mm-hmm. a couple people ask me, like, do you realize you've already said that, you know, 27 <laughs> times? And I'm like, well, I wasn't counting, but you're probably close. But uh, <laughs> if we're going to talk NBA, though, I, I, I do think it's worthy mm-hmm. of a few seconds, a few minutes, however you want to term it, about the situation in Milwaukee with Adrian Griffin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Back- we can go back before that even. Milwaukee is a real head-scratcher as far as an organization. If you recall, before Adrian Griffin, there was a name named Michael Budenholzer who won the Central Division five times for the Bucks, including a championship season, uh, amassed about 265 wins during that period of time, and they showed him the door. Okay, that type of winning percentage, a championship ring, you're out of here. Now here's a man who they felt was the heir apparent to the job, and he's won 70% of his games, has his team securely in second place in the conference, and oh, by the way, you're out of here. At some point, what do you say about the management group and the ownership group of the Milwaukee Bucks? Mm -hmm. They say the players had nothing to do with it. I'd be willing to bet what little money I have left that they did, and I look at Damian Lillard as a guy who's never been happy, but yet continues to shoot the basketball extremely well. And I look at Giannis both. I don't think those guys were particularly happy with their new coach, 
I could be wrong. I have no inside intel. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, one of two things happens when a coach gets dismissed. You lose a lot of ball games or that cliche, you lose the locker room. The players won't listen to you, et cetera, et cetera. In Milwaukee, you know, they won 70% of their games. That's a good number in the NBA. And I hope to talk mm -hmm. to Rick Carlisle either tonight or after uh, before the game on Friday. He's the president of the NBA Coaches Association. Mm -hmm. I wonder what his take is. I'm sure they've had a conversation, and, and Rick's smart enough not to say something that, that you know, he doesn't want to say publicly, but he has to be appalled by it. And I just can't figure out what went wrong with this guy in four months after you hired him. He won 70% of his games, and he's fired. Yeah, you know, yeah. They brought in Doc Rivers, who was a Hall of Fame coach, mm -hmm. was a hell of a point guard in his day. He knows what's going on, and he'll he'll be a strong voice. But uh, mm. I just uh, – how could they not see that Griffin wasn't their guy when they gave him a multi-year contract at $4 million per yeah. year, which mm -hmm. I do believe he fully deserves because now he's got a, a soft landing financially. But just an unbelievable set of circumstances in the NBA, and it's not the last time it will happen, I guarantee you. Yeah. Uh, also, very quickly, Harbaugh gone pro. No surprises there? Any words on that, a sentence or two? Well, I, I think two things. Number one, uh, it's the pinnacle. It's the NFL. He's been there before. He had the 49ers on the cusp of a Super Bowl victory. He lost it to his brother, which was obviously had to be difficult in some ways as well as emotional, but that's not why he came back. He came back because he wants the big stage. He's red hot right now. Michigan offered him a lot of money to stay. They had uh, the apparel company behind them. He would have gotten a big, fat raise. But mm -hmm. the bottom line is, what else could he do in college football? You know, yeah, too much. There, mm -hmm. There's not a whole lot more for him to do. And uh, there's a lot worse fates in life than living in beautiful <laughs> San Diego, making some $10 million a year. I'm sh it'll come out. I think he's probably going to be making $10 bucks a year out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, he probably got a four- or five-year guarantee as well. So... He's got $50 million and the beautiful San Diego weather. That's not a bad place to work. Yep, not a bad place to work and not a bad place to uh, to pin everything right here so that we can have something to talk about when we come back next time. Danny, we are out of time. Thank you so much uh, for being with us. We will be talking with you again soon. Again, thank you for being here, and, uh, hey, be careful out there. And remember, Harbaugh's also got a good quarterback in San Diego now, too. Thanks, ah, Tina. For all right. All right. Thank you. Uh, indeed, he probably does. That's all doesn't the time. We, yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. That's all the time we have for right now, though, AJ. Um, running a little short on time, so I'm going to go ahead and scoot on out of here. Willie Moore Jr. is up next. We are back tomorrow. Until then, be well. <laughs>